Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Now I'd like you to open your Bible to Psalm 139. We're continuing on a series that we started last week. And if you weren't here last week, we'd like to encourage you to listen to last week's message to... um, Read Psalm 139. I can't tell you how important I feel like this message and this series is to our church at large and to uh, all of us. And the title of the series is Learning How to Receive God's Love. Learning How to Receive God's Love. The reason why that's so important is because God's love is what he uses to transform us. Transformation, the Bible says, perfect love casts out all fear. God's love, there are many, many verses in the Bible that talk about the impact of the love of God. The love of God, it builds us up, it fills us up. And Christianity is not a rules and regulation religion. It's a love religion that impacts the way we live. You see, some some people try to make Christianity rules and regulations in your own strength without experiencing and encountering the powerful love of God. We won't be able to really honor God from from the place of the heart. And so Christianity is all about heart religion and, and we talked last week about how When God loves, because God loves us, he touches us, and his touch is more than just a touch of purpose. His touch is a touch of love and intimacy, and and, and we have to accept that. We have to accept the fact that God loves us exactly the way we are, and he knows everything about us. And this is what we were addressing last week. And now this week, this, this week... Uh, uh, we're going to be addressing something that at one level is just as difficult as last week. This is not an easy, um, this is not an easy topic to address in, in our hearts. And I, I, I want to begin by putting up a quote by John Phillips in regards to this psalm. Look at what he said. He said, in this psalm, God is referred to by name six times and by personal pronoun 30 times. The psalmist refers to himself 50 times. This is David. It is a song of profound spiritual experience. All such experience is by nature personal and intimate. The engagement of a soul with God. The engagement of a soul with God. And today's message, this series is all about us engaging God from a, a very deep place, a very intimate place. And, and here's the challenge with engaging God from a soul. And this is what makes this psalm so amazing. Proverbs chapter 14, if you could put that up for me. Proverbs 14.10 says this. Let's read this together. Ready? Each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. This is deep. This this proverb is basically saying that no one really knows 
what's going on in your heart, whether for the, whether the bitter side of life or the joyful side. Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. Now, you understand what, what that's meaning is that there are issues of the heart that are so deep that no one really can know except God. You see? Except God. God knows what's going on in your heart. God knows all things. We talked about it yesterday. He said, you have searched me. You've examined me down to, the, the, down, to my, down to every cell of my body. You know everything about me. The Bible says he knows how many hairs we have on our head. You see, he knows us down deep. And despite the fact that he knows us, the good, the bad, and the ugly, how many are thankful that he still loves us? Hallelujah. Amen. That's worthy to give God a hand of praise. It's a miracle. It's a mystery. But that's the beauty of the gospel, that despite our fallen nature, God knew us from before we were even born, and he chose to love us and to send his son to die for us. Amen. And so this is what we were talking about last week. And... And today, the, the, we're, last week the title of the message was acceptance. This week, the title of the message is all about praise. It's all about praise. Everyone say praise. And it's all about praise, praising God through the mountains and the valleys of life. Okay? If you're going to have a strong love relationship with God, you must be able to praise him on the high points and the low points. When you look at this psalm, this is what David was actually talking about. This was a psalm of a guy who has perspective and he's been through lots of bitter days and blessed days. How many recognize that that's the way life is? Life is a combination of joys, and it's also a, a, it's also a mixed bag of, of, of deep bitterness. And, and, the, and David had this amazing realization that God loved him whether he was up or down. And what I want to suggest to you, what I want to suggest to you is that if you're really going to have the walk with God that he wants you to have, that will, that will lead to the fullness of life, the abundant life, okay, you have to learn how to connect with God and love God and praise God at all times. Okay? And I, and I, know, I know that this is not easy. Most people don't really talk about this, but a lot of people give their heart to God and then they fall out of trust in God because bad things happen. And when you fall out of trust with God, in a sense you also start to fall out of love with God. And so, so when we go through hard things in life like David did, when we experience disappointments on this side of heaven, on this side of glory, God has to enable us to connect, to reach through and to connect just with him. And say, God, you are enough. 
You are enough in this moment, even from this valley, God. You are more than enough. You are good no matter what's going on in my life. Amen? And so, if you're going to receive God's love, you have to go from pointing fingers at God to lifting hands of praise to God. All right, so let's read today uh, uh, the next uh, group of verses we read from 1 to 12 today. We're going to read from 13 to 22, I believe. So after he says, where can I run from you if I go here, if I go there, no matter where I run, it doesn't pay to run. I accept the fact that I can run all, I'm, all I want, but you're still going to be there. Now look at what he says. He says, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because... I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. Notice this. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now notice this. Then he says, how precious to me. And one of the translations for that is how wonderful to me. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Do you think about how wonderful God's thoughts are towards you? When you think about God thinking about you, do you think that he thinks wonderful things about you? Or do you feel like, like I said last week, a pastor once said, I know God loves me, but sometimes I really don't feel like he likes me. Come on, let's have a moment of, you see? This is deep. And so after David had been through so many things, and he had been through plenty up, at this, up until this point, Look at the things that, look at this incredible revelation. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and I abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. And so David is opening up his heart in a very powerful way, and he's praising God in some very unique ways that we need to learn today. And I just want to pray for a moment that God would help us to learn how to praise him like this. Amen? So, Father, we come in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your word. Your word is life. And, God, I pray that your word would be life today. And I pray, Father, that chains would be broken in the name of Jesus. Lord, you've begun a work even since we began worshiping you. You began breaking chains. And I pray that you would carry that work onto completion today. Bless us and speak to us. In the deep place, by your mighty power, I pray, God, that you would help my feeble lips. 
In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Amen and amen. So we're talking, David, David begins, first of all, he accepts that God accepted him and that God loves him. And that there's no point in running from God. And if you're running from God, stop running because wherever you run, that's where he is. And then now, he begins to praise God in ways that are so almost like unnatural to us. And but, however, these are the keys. This, this is like what opens up the valve of God's love into my heart and into everyone's heart here. Okay? So let's look. You know, what did he praise God for? What should we praise God for? First thing is he praised God for creating him, and we should, pray, we should praise God for creating us. Okay, all right, we got two amens. Look at what he said. He said, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. Now, most people really struggle with that, and I have to tell you, I've struggled with it, you know. To, to, we look at ourselves, we, we look in the mirror, we, we see flaws, we, we see things about ourselves that we don't like, and, and somehow we look at other people, and we're like, that person is so much more blessed, and their life is so much more blessed. Uh, I, I, you know, I can praise God for how he's using them, but praise God for me? Yes, praise God for you. Because you were created by God and you were made by God. And how many would agree that God does not make mistakes? God doesn't make mistakes. And, and we have to be positive in our understanding that God created us with love, okay, and with wonderful purpose. Now... Here's the thing about this point. This is the sticking point. Because most people, when they look at their life, when they look at their journey, they can't struggle this. They can't, they can't reconcile what's happened in their life with, I've been made wonderfully and fearfully. Okay? So I want to hit something head on right here. Here's, here is what the line that David crossed that most people don't cross. And most people can't, can't get around the fact that if I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and if God loves me so much, why, has so, why have so many awful things happened? Okay? That really is an issue of evil. It's, it's an issue of the origin of sin. And I want to tell you four things that, that you're going to have to cook for a while, but I want to tell you four quick things that you need to understand as a follower of Christ when it comes to sin and evil in this life and God and your relationship with him. And David understood this. This is why even though bad things happened to him, he was able to praise God. Okay, so let's go. This is straight out of one of my theology books. Okay, four principles of the, of the origin of evil. Number one, God cannot produce sin. Just know that God cannot produce sin because he is a flawless being. He is holy and perfect. A flawless being cannot act in any way that is flawed. Okay, when you think about God, just know God cannot produce sin. All right, he doesn't cause people to sin. Number two, God cannot promote sin. God cannot encourage sin. He is holy and cannot endorse sin 
in any way. Now, there are verses in the Bible that you that, that might make you think in those terms. Okay, we can't handle all of those in this forum and in this setting. But just know God is perfect. God is holy. He loves us with an everlasting love. How much, how much so he sent his own son to die on the cross so that we could be close and reconciled. How holy is God? He's so holy that he couldn't be near us unless he sacrificed his own son. Okay? The next time the devil tells you that God is against you or that God, is the, or that God causes evil things, God does not promote sin and God does not produce sin. Amen. Goes against his nature. Ah, but then, so what does that mean? Now look at number three. It's very important. Okay, God can permit sin. This is where the rub lies. Okay, why? Because by allowing sin to occur, he allows us freedom to love, worship, and serve him and others. All right? If God could not, if God did not permit sin, then we would not have freedom. Okay, look at me for a second. Most people don't like facing this. Okay? You know what the big problem in our lives is, right? Okay? We've met the enemy and they is us. That's what the philosopher Pogo says. Okay? We have a fallen nature. You see? And, and God allowed Adam and Eve the choice. God allows us because there's something beautiful and wonderful when we choose to love. It makes us like God. If God took away your freedom and my freedom, we would no longer be in the image of God. Now because of that, sin entered into this world. We live in a fallen world. Okay? There, things go wrong. Things break down. People make mistakes. People choose the wrong thing. We know this because we've done it a thousand times. We've chosen the wrong thing. You see? But remember, without that freedom, you would no longer be in the image of God. And because of that, in the divine wisdom of God, you see, because he loves when we choose to love him. He loves when we choose to worship him and serve him. He loves when we choose to love people instead of hate. He loves when we choose to act like him. That's what brings pleasure to God. You see? You know, I, I, have, I have a beautiful wife, you know, but if, if she didn't have a choice in choosing me, it wouldn't be that fun. She'd be like, I'm with him, you know. Nobody wants that. No one wants that, and not even God, you see. And so that's, that's where this is. How did all of this get so messed up? It's because there were choices. If God did not allow us freedom, then we would no longer be in his image. You see? Now, here's the third thing. God can produce a greater good by allowing sin. He is able to work all things for our good. And Pastor Matt preached this message many, many years ago. 
God works for our good and for his glory. God can take the worst things and transform them somehow by his amazing wisdom and power into some of the best things. God can take the worst purpose of the enemy and make it, use it for his best purposes. We go through hardship, but God is able to take from our suffering the same way he took from Jesus' suffering and brought about so much victory and liberty and love and joy and salvation. How many know God can do the same thing with our lives? Hallelujah. And that's why we can praise him for creating us. You see, even though your life has not been perfect, thank him. Thank him. Because life is a gift. It's a gift that should not be wasted. And we are not called to waste our days in depression and discouragement and really living under the deceit of Satan who tells us it's no good and it's not worth it. No, this is the day that the Lord has made and we will be glad and rejoice in it. Hallelujah. So, so here David says, I praise you for creating me. And can I tell you something? I want to tell you to take the step of faith and say thank you for creating me, God. It's not easy, it's not natural, but David did it and it is powerful. Now here's the natural outflow. Once you start praising God for creating you, look at the, this is when you start to really receive the love of God. The natural outflow of this is found in verses 16 and 17. Okay, then you can praise God for his plans. Okay, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now here's what this is saying. And by the way, how precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Here's what he was saying. He was saying in light of loss, in light of bitterness, in light of hurt and pain. Okay, in light of lots of hard things that David went through. In light of the confusion that he went through, David had many, many confusing years. He's anointed as king. He goes back to the sheep, and then he, does, he slays a giant, and then the king is after him, and he's running for his life. He's living in deep pain and difficulty and hardship, and yet David came to realize that with all of that, God saw everything that he was going to go through, and God was going to use the deepest, the deepest pain of your heart and mine. Each heart knows its own bitterness. I want to say to you, only God understands your bitterness. People can try to relate. People can weep with you. But only God knows. But God does know. And God doesn't waste suffering. And God will take something ugly and difficult and use it for great glory. Now this is where people, this is where people get stuck. Actually, this is the dividing line between those who get bitter and those who get better. I want to say that one more time. This is the dividing line between those who get bitter and those who get better. Real quick, I want to tell you two stories. First, uh, um, 
Shelly, my assistant, she's, she's a hiker. And uh, she was hiking in um, on the Oregon border of Washington, and she met a pastor. His name was uh, Pastor Jeff. And it was an amazing story because Jeff, Pastor Jeff, uh, as a Christian, went, uh, went hiking on Mount Hood with another Christian, and a blizzard hit, and, and they were lost in the blizzard for about three days. And uh, they were about to die, but they were finally rescued. Pastor Jeff lost his arm, all his fingers, and a leg. His friend lost both his legs, um, <clears throat> and through this whole ordeal, Jeff ended up being a pastor, and his friend ended up um, uh, uh, becoming the head of a company that makes prosthetics. He has government contracts. The, the, there are a lot of soldiers who, had, who lost limbs serving our country who now are, are using the prosthetics that this guy um, created, his company created. Now Jeff is serving God. That guy walked away totally from God. You see? And that guy walked away from God because he felt like God let him down. But see, he failed to realize that God made him in his image. And that his son gave his own life. And that his loss of limbs, as difficult, as tragic that is, okay, it has come about that there are so many soldiers who lost limbs out there but are living normal lives. They're running, they're walking, they're hugging, they're moving. And his loss has ended up being the gain of so, so, so many people. You see, and one day when we get to heaven, how many know we're going to receive glorified bodies? And so his body is going to be transformed. It's going to be better than it ever was. Hallelujah. And it will be joy unspeakable and full of glory. Christianity calls us to suffer for a season so that other people could be comforted. You see, it is true. When the Bible says, take up your cross and follow me, you take up the cross, but you do it joyfully. You see? If the musicians could come. You know, I was, I was here, I was actually here praying yesterday. And, um, and as I was praying and asking God to really touch all of us, you know, and to help us to see because we've all had our own different pains, different levels of pain and suffering. So I get a phone call from Edgar. Edgar's a guy on staff with us. And so um, we were talking about mini uh, our ministry business. And as I hear him talking, Edgar was, was at, um, he was just at breakfast by Woodfield Mall trying to encourage one of the brothers of our church who's really going through a tough time. And then he was going from there. Edgar's not a pastor on staff yet, but probably before the year's out, he and, and another, uh, another brother on staff, we're going to lay hands on them and make them pastors. They're going through the whole credentialing process. And uh, but he's already doing the work of a pastor. So anyway, he's at breakfast. He's encouraging this one. Then he gets in his car. He's going to the hospital because I think a baby was born. And talk about li living on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, is the life of a pastor, and so he's doing that. And then after that, he had to come here because he had to preach last night at the C-110 uh, ministry, the 30s and 40s ministry. And, and we were talking about that, and I was like, boy, you got a busy day. And he was like, oh, I love it, you know. And then I, 
I asked him permission to tell his story because um, Edgar had his own challenges in his childhood, which we won't get into. But when he got, uh, I believe, in his uh, late teens or very early 20s, his, his brother passed away. Just It was like, like that. And it devastated him. It really devastated him, the loss of his brother. And then he went into the, so he was, I don't know if he was already, I think he was already in the Marines when it happened. He was in the Marines. And um, uh, one day his group, his unit, I should know the name, but I, I don't know the platoon or whatever. There were a number of guys that were supposed to go for a helicopter ride on some mission. He caught the flu or a bug and he couldn't go. And uh, all of his boys, they got on that thing, the helicopter crashed, they all died. And so he missed it because he got sick. And for years, Edgar struggled with deep, deep guilt. And um, he, he, he was telling me yesterday that he, on Veterans Day, he, he still has, has to keep giving feelings to God. Because he struggled with guilt. Like, why didn't I die too? Okay. So he, I, he gets out of the Marines. He wasn't a believer but he, had, he was, had the things of God around him. He got married, and within the first six months of his marriage, his marriage was just lost, ended up getting divorced. Like from day one, heart was shattered and brokenhearted. A number of years ago, he, was work, he worked in Washington, D.C., at Homeland Security. And I remember, I, remember I, was, I went to D.C. and hung out with him a little bit. And I remember sitting by one of the Capitol buildings, I don't know which one it was, but we were sitting there and he was telling me his story. And, and I remember saying to him, Edgar, I don't know how, but God is, he's going to use this. Somehow he's going to use this. So then Edgar, in addition to all of that, Edgar started to, he decided to start to get near to the, the things of God and um, he, he actually joined KWA and started to serve here. And then he was at a, he went to an ATM machine with a group of people and a guy walked up to him and put a gun to his head. Point blank, gun right at his head, wanted his money. And uh, this happened, I don't know where this happened, someplace here in Chicago. Um, and so it's an interesting thing. Very interesting thing because when Edgar went home and people were like, what in the world is going on with your life? And maybe you've been there. What in the world is going on with my life? The Lord brought the verse to him that said, wake up, O sleeper, so that Christ will shine on you. And you know how Edgar took all of that? He took it as God is calling me to something and I got to wake up. Because he keeps saving my life for a reason. He saves me over and 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 over. And so look, look, you guys have to recognize, okay, people, they get Oscars, they get Emmys, they get all of these, MVP and all this kind of stuff. So Edgar on this side of heaven, he'll, he's not going to get any trophy. Nobody's going to throw a parade because he sat with someone and talked to them. But see, when Edgar goes, he brings a level of compassion and authority and faith 
and hope. He can look anybody in the eyes and say, I know that your life is messed up, but let me tell you something. God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. Hallelujah. Today Edgar's married. I got a picture. We got a picture of Edgar. I want to put his picture up. He got married. They had twins and another one. He, he got married and, and uh, I don't know, three weeks after the honeymoon she was pregnant. So they was like rampang as they say in Cuba. And uh, they got a house full of kids and God is blessing him and, and doing all of these amazing things. Has he been through it? Yes. Is life sweet? Yes. Take the picture. But you know why life is sweet? It's because Edgar has chosen to continue to praise God. He made a decision that the trauma of his childhood, that the traumas, the traumatic experiences of his life, he recognized that behind it all, God still holds him in the palm of his hand. You see, when you cross that line and say, Lord, I've been hurt, but Lord, you're the one who does know my hurt. And you cause all things to work together for our good. And you know what he does and many other people have done, and this is what I want to encourage everyone here. Every time you experience loss, you have to focus on the greater purpose. You have to focus on the greater glory and just know, just know that we don't understand, but our infinite, all-wise, all-powerful God can somehow bring about good from our hurt, pain, loss, and trauma. It's difficult. But see, that song, when I see that cross, I see freedom. That's what it should be. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he died to, to break every secret chain in your heart and mind. He died so that the burdens could be lifted. Will there be days of sorrow? Yes. You know, Job said, look, when I look in the east, I don't get it. When I look in the south, I can't find him. But I know that when he's done working with me, I will come forth as pure gold. And let me tell you something. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, you will come forth as pure gold. Now, here's the last thing that David did, but I don't want to spend a lot of time. I want to stay in the spirit on this. But what David be, did, the last thing he did, and then we're going we're gonna to pray. He said, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your av adversaries misuse your name. See, you and I have to get over privately the slandering of the enemy. Don't let God, don't let the enemy criticize you or criticize God to you. You see? Because that's when we stop receiving from God. Do you know what David said? David said, get thee behind me, Satan. And there's some people here, the enemy keeps accusing you and he accuses God to you. And you say, stop misusing his name in the name of Jesus. 
I praise you and I lift you up. Come on, let's lift up our hands to God today. Let's, we want to receive God's love. We want to receive God's love. We want to receive, we want to receive. Hallelujah. We want to look at the cross and see freedom. We want to look at the grave and see Jesus there. Hallelujah, Jesus. God wants to heal us today. God wants to break chains today. God wants to break things off of us by his mighty power. He's here to set us free and to bring liberty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. Who I am, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. We're gonna sing that in a moment. I want to open up the altar today. And I know that this is not the easiest altar call in the world to respond to. But if you're here today and you just need a fresh touch of healing in your heart, you need a touch that will bring a breakthrough. Maybe there's some chains that need to be broken. The Spirit of the Lord is here to set captives free. If you just need a touch from God as I've been speaking, God has zeroed in on something. I want you to slip out of your seat. We're going to pray for you. Come on. My house shall be called a house of prayer. This is what meeting together is all about. Come worshiping him. Come expecting from him. He's perfect in all of his ways. Hallelujah. Come on, let's declare it. You're a good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. Slip out of your seat and come to help us pray.
places of pain, we're going to sing you're perfect in all of your ways. You're, you're saying, I choose to trust you until I see you face to face and you make sense of it all. One day, it'll make sense. One day, when you're, when you're gazing at the face of Jesus, it'll make sense. But today, we choose to say, I am fearfully, wonderfully made. I praise you. I praise you for your plan to use me. You're perfect in all of your ways. Yes, I've, 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 I've experienced trauma, but you're still good. You're still perfect. Come on, lift your hands. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are I want you to stretch out your hand towards the front. If you're at the altar, take someone's hand. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray for the greater purpose. And we're going to pray for freedom from the, 
of the misuse of God's name by the enemy. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for those who've come up. God, we pray that Satan would be silenced in their hearts and in their minds once and for all in the name of Jesus, oh God. We rebuke Satan and every accusation, oh God. You're a good, good father, oh God. Hallelujah. And we thank you that there is a greater purpose. What the enemy meant for evil, you're going to use for your good, for a greater purpose, oh God. We pray to the left and to the right, release your greater purpose in our brothers, in our sisters. Release that greater purpose in their life, oh God. Release it by your mighty power. God, this day is going to be a launching pad, a springboard, oh God. We declare, oh God, they're going to walk in your purpose like never before, oh God. We pray for powerful times of refreshing in the presence of the Lord, oh God. Powerful revelation of your will, oh God, and your ways, oh God. We thank you. We thank you. And Father, I thank you that this work that you have begun today is going to just continue and continue and continue. I pray that in the days to come, that our hearts would just overflow with praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise Him right now before we go. We praise you, God.